Well, hello, everyone. Oh, my God. Hi. I'm so mad. <laughs> Care to tell everybody why? Yeah. So, we were ready to record two hours ago. About that, yeah. Something like that. And my story that I've been working on for two days, and I've saved because I'm one of those people that has it on autosave, so the file just, you know, keeps saving, is corrupted. And I can't recover it. I've been trying for the last two hours and I will continue to try. But this episode will most likely just be Chantal's story. If I can get it going, recovered in the next day or so, I'll add my portion of yeah. it to it. But if not, it's a one story <laughs> show tonight. What the fuck? I'm so mad. What the fuck? What <laughs> the fuck? The fucking parrot <laughs> says it well. And if you guys haven't seen that meme, we'll post it on Instagram. It's yes, the best. We will post it. It's this cockatoo that goes, what the fuck? And it's the best. Feathers on his head go up and stuff. It's so funny. And his wings come out like, yeah. oh, fuck, fuck. Like, his wings come out. Yeah. It. It's great. It's so funny. I had a lot of those moments tonight, especially yeah. within the last few hours. And then I, I started playing the clips of the cockatoo. And then I was putting in the speaker with the microphone, so it was playing through yep. Diana's computer. And echoing. <laughs> and it echoing. Great. It was great. Because then the sound wasn't working. On top of Diana losing her story, our sound was fucking up really bad. Yeah, apparently, um, my sound <clears throat> system, or whatever program, decided to just, I don't know, not work. I know. I changed nothing. It's kind of one of those nights. I honestly was going to say, like, should we even? And I mean, Diana's laptop forced an update that she didn't approve. It just did it. Yep. And so I think, and I'm sure Diana agrees too, that that's probably what caused everything to kind of crash. Oh, totally. Because it was, it was working before. Yeah. And I would say even that caused the audio to fuck up too. Probably. Probably because of that forced update. <clears throat> that's well, such bullshit. I tried to, and I did i think successfully but i don't know um i undid the installs yep nothing changed it was all working prior to that because we did our audio testing i had my my windows um or sorry my word document open mm -hmm. we did it it all worked and all of a sudden the update just started normally it gives me an option to postpone it or whatever this one didn't it was just like oh my computer's updating sorry we gotta wait and then when it came back online, my Word document was corrupt and the audio decided to do its own thing and nothing worked. And it took me two hours. I mean, it only took me two hours because I was really, really, really trying to retrieve that. And I was able to retrieve a form of it, but it was all like Windigos is that what they call that font? I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. Windingos or something. I don't know. Like it was... Uh, nothing legible like no letters it was no. all just symbols and stuff so the the whole file is just fucked and i'm annoyed because it's a good story and i'm like do i really want to rewrite it yeah because i'm gonna be mad rewriting it <laughs> so i may for another day unless i can get this one recovered in the neck like before monday yeah if i can get it recovered like i said i'll i'll add my story to it after it's just gonna be kind of a weird episode totally blows man next <laughs> Dumb. Dumb. <laughs> Dumb. We just read each other's minds. Yeah. Well, like I said to Diana, sometimes we're just at the mercy of shit we can't control. Mm -hmm. Whether it's mechanical or technology, the shit breaks apart. It, you know, breaks down. It's faulty. It's it a load of shit. There's a load of shit. But we had some, like, funny stuff happen this week. Oh my God, did we ever? We're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Which one should we go with first? Um, Want to talk about mouse? Yes. Okay. So yesterday I went to go pick up my son from work and uh, Cecily, a.k.a. Mouse and Chantal were at my place. And I know she loves to go with me if I go anywhere. So I asked her if she wanted to go with me to pick up Josh. She said yes. To clarify, Cecily, not me. Yes. I thought I said Cecily, but <laughs> if I didn't, I guess I'm not sorry, but... <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I guess everyone else should know what I'm talking about. So yes, Cecily <laughs> came with me and she was very excited. So on our way to pick up Josh, I texted him because I forgot my water bottle at home. And I speak to Google. So, you know, I'm driving safe, so hands-free. And I, <laughs> I said, uh, can you bring me a bottle of pop? Normally I want water, but I, I don't know, I was craving pop that day so yesterday and i was like can you bring me a bottle of pop i'll be there in a few minutes and then it was like total silence in my truck and then cecily said are you talking 
to the Google, Auntie Danny? And I said, yes, I'm, t I'm talking to the Google. And then total silence again. And she went, how's it going to bring you pop? <laughs> Out of the mouth of babes, hey? Oh, my. I laughed so hard. And then I had to explain to her. I was like, oh, no, I was texting Josh <laughs> through Google. She was like, oh, and she realized what I was doing. Yeah. And then we both laughed, you know, on our way still to ping up Josh. And I was like, can you imagine if Google actually brought you whatever you asked it for? She's like, oh, my God. And she started listing all the things she's asked for. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. But it was the cutest, most innocent yeah. thing ever. Because she was, because she had to stop and think about it. Yeah. It was so funny. <laughs> That's so cute. It was very cute. It was, it was one of those, like... Mosisms that I'm gonna save for her when she's older. Mosism. Yeah, I love totally. that. Yeah, I'm so gonna save all these stories because it it's just so great. It is cute, and she has a really good sense of humor. She does. Yeah, she's very witty. Yeah, she has a, a really good sense of humor. That one, sweetheart. She sure is. And then yeah, we had um pretty nice girls' day. We did. Yeah, me, Chantal, and Cecily at my house. Yep. And we all did our nails. Like, I do my own acrylic nails. So, yeah, I did those, and then I did my polish. Then Chantal, I, Chantal and I both did Cecily's nails. Like, you did the base, and then I did the art on it. And then Chantal did her toes. Yeah, it was fun. We had music going and stuff. Yeah. And, and then the picture we took outside on your cement pad. Yeah. Diana and I were standing face-to-face, -face and we were standing so close that... I don't know about you, but I couldn't balance. No, I know. That's why your toes were up and I was holding yeah. on to you. Yeah, she I was, was like, I'm falling back. Yeah, she was holding on to me. So we're balancing each other. I was laughing and trying to stay still and take a picture of all of us. Yeah. And Cecily had her cute little hands in and around our feet to show her fingernails. Yeah. And I was getting a picture, you know, of all of our our toes and her hands and stuff that we just did. So cute. Yeah, it was so cute. It's it's a really good picture. I actually made it my lock screen on my phone. Aww. It's it's a great picture. I actually want to get it framed or at it's the very cute. least, yeah, printed and put on the fridge or something. It's such a cute picture. Yeah. And yeah, that was a funny moment. That was that was funny because we were both laughing. Yeah. And I'm trying to try like not laugh to fall. And <laughs> try not to fall. Stay still and take a picture of all of us and you're like at point blank range in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. It was cute. And she had so much fun. She's like, can we do this more often? We watched a movie too, right? Yeah, we watched Harry Potter. Oh, Harry Potter. That's what it was. Yeah, we watched The Floss Stone. Because I know then the next day you and I watched a different movie. So I was like, we watched a movie, right? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, she keeps saying she doesn't like Harry Potter. I'm like, yeah, you do. <laughs> and there was a time where she loved Harry Potter. I know. So. Well, and again, it's that age. Like Joshua. Holy right. Fuck. The amount of times I can tell you he loved something and hated something at yeah. the same time. It was like pizza for the longest time. Loved it. Then he hated it. Chicken wings or uh, chicken fingers. Sorry. Same thing. Fries. Same thing. Movies. Loved it. Then hated it. And it was like, you literally loved it yesterday. He was like, I don't today. And it was like, fair enough. But <laughs> so yeah, same thing with her. And she's like, hey, Harry Potter. We watched Harry Potter. I think we were all happy because she was quite happy about it. Yeah, after. she was happy. And like, because she, I think she realized, oh, wow, I do like it. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, she loves Harry Potter. Yeah. Her and I have watched it together so many times. She's been watching it since she was like three. Yeah. Well, even younger, but she didn't realize it. So yeah, then, I mean, the new movies, she's only seen the first two, right? The first three. Three, like I think three or four. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, because we were going to watch the last book which is two, a two movie part yeah the deathly hollows yeah but mm. i think it's too dark for her yeah it was judging by what i've seen from deathly hollows yeah i think it would be yeah i was too like, much mm. for her i didn't think it was gonna be good for her no it's just it's too dark and I, I can't remember what movie it was which harry potter one it was god damn it i'll remember but anyways i took josh to the oh, theater yeah. i picked him up from school <laughs> And, of course, made an excuse that, you know, he, we had a doctor's appointment. And then I told him, you can't tell your friends or your teachers that we went to go watch a movie. Because Harry Potter, that one came out, and I was so excited. I think it was the Chamber of Secrets, actually. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. The last scene where um, he gets the fang in his arm. and Oh, yeah, from the snake. He's dying. I think that was it. I think it was the Chamber of Secrets. Because Harry Potter's, like, always dying at some point in all the movies. So it could have been any point. But, yeah. Anyway, it was a scary moment. We were in the theater, 
and he started screaming <laughs> in the theater crying because harry potter was dying and i'm trying to keep him calm trying to quiet him down because there are people obviously sitting there and i could see all the people i'm like i'm so sorry like looking behind me like i'm so sorry and they're all like it's okay yeah some of them laughing like haha he's like he's dying like freaking out that harry potter was dying i was like no he's not he's like how do you know? And I was like, I read the books. I read the books. He's not going to die. <laughs> Sit down. Looked, yeah, and then he looked at me all confused like, you read the books? And I was like, yes. I swear to you, he's not dying. And he was like, okay. <laughs> like, fuck. And I went, yeah, that's the last Harry Potter movie I'm taking him to. Because <laughs> they do gradually get darker. Yeah. They, oh, for sure. They do. Oh, yeah, but they I didn't do. Know that. I mean, I read the book, but like, I don't know. It's different to see it on screen, I suppose. Yeah. And his poor little oh, face and body, like the way he was reacting, just like so angry and so stressed out that Harry Potter was dying. And I'm like, he's not. And then how do you know? I wrote the books, I swear. Anyway, that was adorable. That's so funny. It was very cute. The later movies, I definitely would have some hesitation watching them with her because they can be yeah. quite dark. Even Prisoner of Azkaban freaks her out. Right. The Dementors, and then when Professor Lupin turns into a werewolf. Yeah. It really freaks her out. It's the corniest werewolf I've ever seen in my life. It is. It's very ugly. But. It's like bald. And gangly. Yeah, very gangly. Yeah, it's not like your typical werewolf. No. But anyways, still very cinematic, and yeah, I thought it was done well, and still kind of scary, especially if you're younger. Philosopher's Stone. It's so mild. It's pretty mild yeah it's so mild it's pretty mild but she enjoyed it so did i it was good yeah good times good times oh yeah so same day go on chantal <laughs> so i seen my opportunity and i seized it yeah she did i had my phone hooked up to diana's speaker set and i was sitting outside and i had to go to my truck and I blew my own cover, and I really wish I hadn't. Because <laughs> I was looking at my music on my phone, and I'm like, now is my opportunity to inflict the worst kind of torture imaginable on Diana. Yep. Country music. Yep. So I started laughing, and she could see me through her bay windows. And then so she knew that I had something up my tiny sleeve. I totally knew. I was like, what is she going to do? Because you couldn't stop laughing. And I'm like, and then when the country music started, I was like, yeah, that's what she was fucking planning. Yeah. And I figured, you know what? If I'm going to do this, sir, I'm going to go all in George Strait. It was bad. It was horrible. And then Take what did my... back. You shut your horror mouth. It was horrible. I will not shut my whore mouth. It was horrible. <laughs> what did my speakers do after that? Committed suicide. Yeah. <laughs> they did. They literally just stopped working. <laughs> oh, my God. They committed suicide. Yeah, that's what she told me when I finally came in. She's like, my speakers committed suicide. They just stopped. And I was waiting for her to come out and yell at me. And I was, like, ready to record because it, it would have been fucking hilarious. Well, I was watching you laughing with you holding your phone. I'm like, I'm not going to satisfy <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, give me that so satisfaction. I sat, I sat on my couch with my fucking middle fingers up and waiting for you to look through the glass, wondering what was going on. And I was just like, fuck you, Chantal, and your country crap. <laughs> but her windows are so mirrored on the outside that I couldn't see her at all. You have to go right up to the glass yeah, to do. see inside. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I was outside for a bit. And then eventually I went up to the glass and uh, got a picture of her. And she was flipping me off the double bird. Yes, I was. Yeah. I felt great. I'm sure some of you have seen it on Instagram. It's Probably. very funny. And for the people that have questioned the fact that I'm wearing a Nashville t-shirt. Oh, yeah. That's even funnier. <laughs> that makes it even funnier. That makes okay. it even funnier. So... I get to go on some pretty awesome trips with work and visit places I would never go in my life. One of them was Tennessee, Nashville. And it was hilarious because a lot of my coworkers was so excited. They were excited to put their cowboy boots, cowboy hats on. And I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> but it was a good time. I had, I had, I did have a lot of fun. Just country is just not my gem. Anyway. So I always get Josh a t-shirt wherever I go. And one of them was that shirt. Josh just keeps growing. And I get all his hand-me-downs. So now the Nash Nashville t-shirt, the Texas one I got for him, like all of that. 
all of them are my t-shirts now and I use them around the house or as PJs. So yeah, for everyone asking, that's why I'm wearing a Nashville t-shirt. It's not because I love country music. No, it was a t-shirt I bought my son because I went to Nashville and now it's mine because he doesn't fit it anymore. Tell everyone what you call the Grand Ole Opry. <laughs> okay, so I had no idea what the Grand Ole Opry was. And when people found out I went, the reactions I got, and I was like, holy crap, I probably should like enjoyed the or not enjoyed it because i did enjoy it but like but yeah, taking like, that more like whoa i probably should have known where i was yeah just i had like, no idea yeah just known where you were more to know the fucking honor to be in the grand Ole opry yeah i had honor. no idea it was beautiful honestly beautiful fucking yeah, building so jealous it was gorgeous like i actually enjoyed my time there I oh i'm sure the, yeah, it's beautiful. The, uh, the people singing yeah there were some that came on and it was like very old like country and i was like honky tonk no fucking yeah honky tonk. <laughs> i'm gonna blow my brains out right now but uh then there was like young kind of country yeah blah, more, blah, poppy whatever, shit. more poppy shit and stuff but it was fun yeah like i did have fun i will admit and i've admitted that to you before yeah oh yeah it was just such an experience. And then going down that whole street. Yeah. Like with all the fucking, you're like in Vegas, but it's all cowboy boot lights and cowboy hats and, you know, and not everywhere is playing country music or like they have like the country. Yeah. There's music a combination floor and then they have the rap floor upstairs. Anyway. That's awesome. So the first time I saw the name, the Grand Ole Opry, I said the Grand Ole, the Grand Ole. <laughs> And she texted me, I'm at the Grand Ole, and I'm like, what? Yeah. Come again? Yeah. My boss laughed at me so fucking hard. Oh, She's like, what she did. did you just say? And I was like, well, the Grand Ole, right? <laughs> and she was like, no. And she couldn't compose herself. <laughs> no kidding. She eventually did. <laughs> so now that's what I call it. It's the Grand Ole, and fuck anyone that has a problem with that. It's no, it's the, hilarious. It's the Grand Ole. Yeah. It's just great. I, too, couldn't compose myself when I read it over text and then put two and two together and realized she meant the Grand Ole Opry. Uh-huh. And I was even like, you mean the Grand Ole Opry? And like, then she was like, you are where? Yeah, and then, yeah, followed up by, like, what? Yeah. That is not fair. I had that reaction from a number of people, like the, you don't know where you are? I was like, it's a building? Yeah. <laughs> With people playing music inside? Yeah. It's called the Grand Ole? I don't know. It's called the Grand Ole. I don't know. Yeah. It was great. So that's what I'm going to call it for like the rest of my life. Oh, for sure. It's the Grand Ole. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't wait to go to the Grand Ole one day with you. Yes. Oh, yeah. I would totally go with you. I know you would. It we was talked so about much it. Yeah. fun. And then go bar hopping. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I did it that night and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you telling me yeah. about it. And then the next day. Yeah. It was, it was not so fun in the morning yeah because i got back to my room at like 3 30 4 o'clock in the morning and then our first session was at like seven. Oh fuck that's brutal yeah i was not okay i was shitting sideways yeah no kidding from all the booze and shit <laughs> it's not okay <laughs> shitting sideways i was shitting sideways just imagine it everyone yep that's what happened <laughs> that visual though Imagine it. Yeah. I don't want to. I know. But you are. <laughs> I know you are. Because <laughs> that's how I felt that morning. <laughs> I was shitting sideways. It was bad. Oh, fuck. But I was there. I was there for the fucking morning session and everything else. Not saying I retained it all. But you were there. But I was there. <clears throat> it was a fun night. Holy crap. Was then it's it all worthwhile. Yeah. It was totally fun. Right? Yeah, those are core memories. Yes, they are. So the other kind of awesome thing that happened this weekend was the Snowbirds were in town. Yes. The last time they were in town was eight years ago. Which is crazy to think it's been that long. I know. Cecily wasn't even born. I know. I was 21. I can't believe it was that long ago. Yep. That they were here. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. That's so nuts. Eight years ago. And where I live goes right over the lake and right over my house. So I've got some pretty wicked photos. Because it was the Kelowna Airport's 75th anniversary, mm -hmm. they did two shows yeah. on the weekend. So I got to see them both days. I was in what I'm actually wearing right now, which is my, what do you call this? Like a jersey? Yeah, it's like a jersey. Yeah, okay. A jersey with nothing else on, on my deck. And it was great. People will line up my street just to be able to yeah. see them, right? <clears throat> yeah, I'm on my deck. And like my bare minimum. Just watching these 
planes fly over and it was super cool so i actually watched it both days and it was it was pretty pretty cool that's awesome yeah when they performed in ontario they would have like a speaker system whatever where you mm-hmm. could actually hear them all talking to each other in oh the no kidding they don't do that here that is so like, cool. How cool would it be to hear it yeah then? like okay well airport Airplane one, airplane two, airplane go whatever. Go for gopher. Bah, 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 whatever. Yeah, this is purple ostrich. Yeah. Pac-Man. One, two, three. I don't know. <laughs> whatever they say. Whatever, whatever, they whatever say. flighter jet pilots say. All that jargon. Anyway. Did I say flighter? I said flighter. You did. It's okay. I meant fighter, but flighter I, I, jet pilots. I knew, I knew what you meant. Yeah. Whatever anyway. the hell they're called. Whatever. All of those. Yes, so you could actually hear that. And Kathy reminded me of that this weekend because I completely forgot that they did that. That's so cool. So, yeah, I was kind of happy to have been able to see it both days. And I love where I live because it's central. Like, they are constantly yeah, they go right, my house. The pattern goes right over your house. Yeah. So the photos I have are, are quite amazing. I, I don't think I've seen them from you, but I, I want to. I sent two of them to you on the Saturday. You were supposed to come over on the Sunday, but then you couldn't. But yeah. I sent you a few photos. Okay, I'll have to look again because I know I've seen Kathy's too. So now I can't remember who's or who's, but I'll have to look. The last thing I wanted to bring up with Chantal, or Chantal and I wanted to bring this up, I should yeah, say. Yeah, both of us. Is we've had, I mean, over the years, I suppose, but more so now, since we started the podcast, we've had a number of people ask if we're sexual partners. There is zero wrong with that. But we are just best friends. Yeah, it's never happened. We love each other so much, mm-hmm. and we can stand each other so much. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> That's it, yep. folks. We agreed that it might be something good to kind of bring up. Yeah, I mean, if there's so many people who are interested in our sex lives, which is yeah. a little bit strange. It is. Um, but for all of you who insist that Diane and I have slept together, it yeah. has not happened. Yeah. We're just best friends. It's actually blowing my mind how many people have brought it up yeah and it's like what the fuck just happened to like being friends with someone i know like, right why does sex have to be involved people can just be friends well and it kind of just also steers toward towards a conversation of like i hate the whole like friend zone thing yeah and you know like speaking from a woman's perspective i don't know how many times i was you know quote unquote friends mm-hmm. with a guy who i thought actually genuinely wanted to be my friend but was just biding his time waiting to get in my pants yeah I've had and that it's too. So hurtful. Yeah, it's absolute bullshit. I'm sure it has happened to you. I think it's probably happened to every single woman and it teenager. Has. It has. Yeah, and so I feel that yeah, like that's part of almost that culture. Yeah, is that it's like everything is based on sex, and it's like why can't people just platonically spend a lot of time together? Yep. Why can't people just platonically tell each other that they love each other? Yeah. Like why? I know. And why do you care? Exactly. We literally what, tell each what other the fuck? daily we love each other yeah. multiple times a day. Yeah. Because we do. Yeah. But there's no sex involved. No. <laughs> For everyone that apparently is really interested in that, there really isn't. There's nothing to be interested in it. No. Interested in. Because, yeah, there's nothing happening. The best part of this for me is finding you and having you in my life. Right? Same. Yeah. Just the best. Yeah. It slightly irritates me. Me too. I mean, I've had people ask me genuinely just like, oh, and okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've never. had people ask me in the past too, if we were and, together. And and then be like, oh, okay. I just thought. Yeah. They're just curiously fine. wondering. Totally yeah. That's fine. totally fair. It's the people that have actually come back and repeatedly asked. And it's like, one, why are you so concerned yeah. about my sex life? First of all. Secondly, what gives you the right? Yeah. Or who do you think you are, I should say, to, like, force yourself yeah, to get... Yeah, into that. Right? Yeah. Like, it's none of your business. It's and, like, none of your business. No, and you've told me that, like, um, it, by the way, actually, Diana's the one who's dealt with the brunt of it. I haven't in this regard. Yeah. And yeah. she won't tell me who it is that said it. Because She won't I tell me want... if we if I know them. She won't tell me if it's a male or a female. Nothing. Nothing. She won't tell... And I've tried. Trust me. Yeah. And she will, she will not crack. It astounds me that whoever is doing this is literally asking her intimate sexual questions. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? I know. With your fucking time. Gross. I mean, I would tell you if I felt that there was some kind of a safety issue. Yeah, yeah. But it's not the case. It's just... Definitely. People being nosy. Some people are just being very nosy. We are just best friends. 
that is the best thing ever. Yeah, absolutely. That yeah. that is the ultimate. Yeah. Yeah. Is is this tight, unbreakable friendship? Totally. Yep. Yep. Like I could see, you know, one day, obviously, God forbid, if anything ever happened to Jamie, God forbid. But I'm just saying for conversation's sake, if something did happen to him, I could see when you and I are older, just living together. Yep. We'll be those old, yeah. old biddies in our windows yeah. with a bunch of animals. <laughs> exactly. Some pot and some wine. Fuck yeah. And whiskey. Yep. Just, that, yeah, I'll start whatever. critters and stuff. You'll have your cowboy boots on. I'll have flip-flops on, probably. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, moo-moos. Yep. With, with those, that footwear. Yep. And animals. Absolutely. And some kind of booze and yep. pot and living our best friend life god damn it yes right god i want that <laughs> no, me so too. i mean i can wait before i get old yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yes like that is yeah the ultimate mm-hmm. so i think we're pretty lucky to have found that very yes yeah most people dream about having the friendship that we have totally. and maybe that's what some of these people also don't uh, don't understand and they can't potentially grasp it that They've never had this kind of kinship with someone. I think so. So they're like, well, it must it be must sexual based then. And it's yep. like, no, motherfucker, it's not. Yep. Like, again, you can platonically spend a buttload of time with someone mm-hmm. and not be fucking them. Mm-hmm. Like, hello. I know. Anyways, so we wanted to address that. Because if it's that big of a concern, then I, at least for myself, I felt like it was worth addressing for sure. Totally. And like I said, there have been a few people that have commented and said, oh my God, cute couple, whatever. And that kind of stuff, fine. It's the people that are being pushy about it. Yeah. And yes. and prying with sexual questions. I know. It's like, mm, I do not have to answer any of that. No, exactly. <laughs> like, well, that's just it too. It's like, yeah, number one, I don't owe you an answer for anything. Totally not. <laughs> number two, who the fuck do you think you are? Yep. Totally. Yeah. So, so. we are two of the luckiest friends ever. Yes, we are. I think so. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think, yeah, people definitely, and I don't mean this as a brag. No. But we have such a great and healthy friendship that I honestly think that a lot of people look at our friendship as like goals. Mm-hmm. Honestly. I'm happy to be that precedent, I suppose. Me too. I haven't had a lot of that in my life at all. Neither have I. So to like finally like have that yeah. brag something finally is working out in my life likewise right right and to lead by example for other people too yeah like, yeah. yeah i hope people honestly do want to aspire to have our friendship yeah because it's amazing i hope everybody gets the opportunity to experience what we do yep yep totally mm-hmm. and what you said when we do it's not sexual yeah for all the people going oh right. my oh here we go oh my they're, oh, 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 they're about to break yeah they're reading into it no yeah, yeah. no I can totally see it how yeah right minds work yeah no nothing's ever happened between diane and i no it's we're always just, just been just I don't know, friends. We've always just been there for each other yep like through a lot of shit yeah over the last six years so. yeah we've seen each other through a lot yes we have oh yeah and i really hope everyone eventually finds that me too yep but yes if jamie dies and i'm so sorry jamie i love you and i hope you don't die oh my god me too at least for a not not for a very, very long time. Right. So if he does, he better be old and like gritty and like, yeah, you know, on his way out the door, on his way out the door. Fine. Then we'll let him go. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll let him we'll go. Let him go. Yeah. And then we could just be old biddies in our fucking moo-moos and yep. cowboy boots and cowboy hats and flip-flops <laughs> and all that dumb shit. Smoking joints. You're With vaping. a bunch of animals around. Fuck. Yeah. It'd That's be the like dream. the best That's exit of dream. life for sure. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Oh, and I just wanted to say, so I discovered this new, I think I had it before actually, but this new um, strain called, oh shit, what's it called? Ice cream cake? Ice cream cake. Uh, I think so. Because it's a crossbreed and I've had the other two. I've just, I don't think I've had the combination. Oh my. Oh my. It is chef's kiss. It, like, whoa. Yep. That's all I can say about it. You're in another dimension. You are. And then the other one I got was Frankie's, which is hilarious. My, my <laughs> yeah, that's Frankie. right. Yeah, that's Frankie's right. Frankie's Incense Haze or something like that. And that one is a, um, a sativa that's supposed to like wake your shit up. But holy crap, it hazes your mind. I was I gonna, yeah, <laughs> the haze I is like, accurate. Oh my, <laughs> yeah. words? 
<laughs> come on brain think come of on, brain. brain think come so on words. brain yeah be so smart it was great like i felt great but i felt so dumb but great <laughs> about it like it was like the weird dumb oh, dumb i did <laughs> but it was the weirdest greatest feeling so i'm like super excited about that happening this week too that ice cream cake like just hit the spot with my chronic pain yeah a lot of it I will do for pain and and yeah same in my insomnia when I have it yeah I either go through insomnia where I can't sleep or I can sleep 12 14 hours it's true I've seen it with her go both ways I've it's seen her be awake for like horrible. 48 hours it's yeah horrible. or then yeah she'll sleep for 72 hours it's the weirdest thing that my body goes through and I hate it but it is what it is. It so, sucks. It sucks. Well, and it's hard on your body. Yeah. Like, lack of sleep is, a, is like a number one killer. I think of, I'm going stress. Nuts, like, when you can't sleep. Oh, you do. Yeah. You start, like, absolutely. hallucinating. Yeah, absolutely you do. Yep. I go through that for, like, months, and then all of a sudden, it's the complete fucking opposite, and I'll sleep for 12, 14-hour days for weeks at a time, and it's the weirdest imbalance it's something i've been working on with my doctors but whatever so i'm hoping that some of this will help i hope so too and it definitely has helped with some pain and my sleep yeah which has been great especially because that ice cream cake is so heavy yeah like holy crap you literally feel like you're just like melting into it knocks you on your ass it is great (laughs) the best like body high and then the best sleep yeah 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 i slept like a baby after vaping it and yeah you're just like comatose oh totally but you feel so good yeah (laughs) and if when you when you have chronic pain like diane and i both have really really bad pain it's amazing like as we speak i have a headache my neck's been really bugging me today and uh that day that i tried it what was it yesterday yesterday the day before because i'm here all the fucking time i was gonna say it's usually the day before (laughs) usually the day before yeah because i'm yesterday always here i think it was yesterday yeah, my neck has really bad grinding issues with the vertebrae, and I couldn't feel yeah. any of the pain. And yeah. it's constant with my neck. Every I time know. I move it, my vertebrae grind. Oh. And so, and then, like, the nerves pinch and stuff, and there was nothing no, after smoking that. It just, yeah. It was it's amazing. It's, it's a beautiful strain. It Holy is. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Well, that was another thing we we kind of talked about. So, Chantal finally got her internet back finally yeah <laughs> yeah monday. i wanted to talk about this too. yeah finally got so it going she finally got her internet back on monday and she's going to work well next week but anyway yep. so she finally got her internet back and we both kind of looked at each other and we're like well <laughs> what's it gonna be the excuse now for you to be here all the time because <laughs> i mean before you didn't have internet so just duh it made sense now what's the excuse? The heat. Yes. I, that I just came to me. Yep. Boom. The heat. You just answered our question. Right? But it was just like, yeah, it was like, well, you yeah. know, like, should we say goodbye now? Like, I just, it was kind of this weird, like, oh. Yeah. All right. I guess you got your internet back. I guess I'm not going to see you for, like, a day or two. I don't, I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> It was pretty funny. It was really funny. But yeah, now we have a great excuse. Yeah. Because yeah, we have no shade in our place. So even with the AC units running, it's hot in our house. Like it's, it's warm. Oh, I know. It's yeah, it's warm. I know. So that's why I generally uh, won't go up there, especially in the summer. Yeah. The last time I was there, Jamie was nice enough to put the AC yeah. window unit in the room in your basement. And yeah. I was like, I love you and i hugged him and he was like okay you're welcome you're welcome but he knows i'm extra sometimes and that's okay and yeah it was just like the because i was like i might actually sleep in my truck like it it was so warm that i was considering sleeping in my truck yeah with my window slightly open because of the bears and all that kind of shit i don't want anything crawling into my truck but i was i was gonna sleep in my truck Mm mm-hmm you have no shade. No, we just get beat from the sun up you there. You do. It's yeah. brutal. It is brutal. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Girl. As much as we love living off grid and we love that property, we are looking forward to eventually buying acreage. And we both said that we want it to be like heavily forested. Yeah. Forested. Yeah. Around the house. Yeah. Like we want to go from literally like living on the top of a mountain with no trees to being fucking forested by pine trees and stuff on our acreage yeah because it's just so much yeah outside your house you have this little bush tree they've got a little umbrella under it 
Oh yeah, we have we have a curly willow. <laughs> That's what. Yeah, it is. we have a curly willow. Itty bitty. An itty bitty. Yeah, That's it. It's not very big. And it's like you know, it's hot when everyone's hiding under this itty bitty little willow tree. It's so funny. Yeah, and then we have some bushy trees outside my office, but they do nothing. Like, no, they do nothing because they do nothing. No, they're not. They're not no. big. So it's it's hard for me to go up there as much yeah. as I want to be. I'm like, I can't. I die in my house and there's air conditioning. Oh, the other thing I want to talk about. I discovered a neck fan. Oh my God. Yeah. Her neck fan. It's stylish. It looks like it's, headphones. It looks like headphones. Yeah, it does. And I was like, what? These things exist. Why did I not know about this before? <laughs> so you wear it. They look like headphones around your neck and there's just, it's just fan just blowing air up and it's great. It's brilliant. She ordered it when her and I and Cecily were at the hospital for my orthopedic appointment. And I was dying and vomiting. And, yeah. We, yeah. And she was dying in the hospital because it was too hot. Yep. And it was like cool. Yeah. But she's in menopause. So yep. she's just a walking sauna everywhere. Oh my God. It's horrible. And so, yeah, she was on Amazon and she was looking up fans and yep. bought a couple fans. <laughs> I did. I actually got a few different ones just because I need to try them all out. And then yeah. I return what I don't use. Right. I'm going to open the door. Erwin won't shut the fuck up. Hold on. Erwin, hey, come here. He's going to argue. He's in here now. And hey. He's like, well, Erwin. Erwin argues. Her one cat. Diana has three Bengal cats and Erwin is extremely talkative. <laughs> and yeah, he'll go. He chirps and argues with you. It's the best thing ever. It is. He's it such really an is. asshole. He is. The biggest asshole I've ever met. such an asshole. But he's, like, the best cat. But he's the best cat. And, like, you walk by him and he'll swat at you. Like, the last episode, I was like, what the fuck, Erwin? Because he yes. came up and smacked me. Yep. Yep. And then his nails got stuck in my yoga pants. So, yeah, he's, like, super loving, but he's such a dick. When I walk by Erwin in the house, it's just an automatic reaction. I walk and then <laughs> yeah, give duck. Him, give him girth. I do. <laughs> I, I, like, duck and then continue because i've got whacked from him so many times and then he looks at you like what yeah <laughs> when you're like looking down and after he's making your ankle bleed <laughs> with his nails he looks at you like what <laughs> i walk around him and it's hilarious that's but so funny it's because he's such a dick but he is the sweetest cat he sleeps on my pillow every night like he needs to snuggle with me yeah like if he could sleep on my fucking face he would because, yeah he would you know he would and it's like well, i can't breathe honey <laughs> yeah so i have two pillows i have my pillow and then i have the one behind me and he starts off on the one behind me and slowly makes his way onto my pillow so my pillow i usually have extra long pillows because i have to share it with my fucking cat that sleeps on it but i, I mean i'm not that mad about it like it's annoying but i'm gonna be so sad when that stops yeah like, it's so annoying yeah but when it stops, I'm going to be, I'm going to feel empty, honestly. Yeah. Bane Cat. Hi, buddy. Bane Cat. Oh, hi. If you guys have not watched the Bane Cat YouTube videos, you I, need will, to. I will post a link to it because it's the best. And he looks like Bane Cat, sort of. Yeah. The way he stands. Yeah, the way he sits <laughs> and he sits like the power pose. So I always call him Bane Cat. And I remember Chantal was like, ah. Understand. Yeah, so I made her watch the videos. She's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and he totally is total Bane cat. Yeah, he. I'd call him Bane cat now too. He's funny. <laughs> All right, well, dive into my story. Dive into your story because I don't have one because my computer decided to sabotage tonight. <clears throat> your computer totally did sabotage and go rogue, man. I'm so mad. Anyway, no kidding. At least we got your story. Yeah, and then my computer tried to do an update, and we were like. Oh, hell no. No. It and we the, exited out. It was the Windows 11 update. And sorry, I'm like standing at my door, so I may have sounded distant. But it was the Windows 11 update. I didn't realize that's what my computer forced on me. It gave Chantal the option, which mine normally does. But anyway, and I said, no, <laughs> don't. Yeah. I saved her Word document to PDF. So that at least if one got corrupted, mm -hmm. and I'm going to start doing that from now on. With yeah, me all too. Of mine because I'm, I'm like, start what, doing the it too. what the fuck? What the fuck? I was just going to say what it. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I love how the hair goes, what yeah. the fuck? The fuck? <laughs> Feathers go up. <laughs> and anyone who knows a cockatoo knows the crazy hairdo they have. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And yeah, they like stick their wings out. My sister has a cockatiel. Eric, he's such a little shit. 
He uses my head as a landing strip. He freaks me out. Birds freak me out. I'm not a bird person. I'll tolerate them, but I don't like being like really close to birds, like on me and stuff. I don't. Yeah. Tr- I don't trust them. No, I don't trust birds. And so, anyways, like even even Eric, a little cockatiel, he freaks me out. And he uses yeah, he uses my head as a landing strip, but he loves heavy metal. So if yeah. you put on heavy metal, he literally head bangs. He puts his oh, wings oops. out. Yeah, puts his wings out. Puts his head forward, and he just fucking gives her. Oh, that's so it's cute. It's so funny. I'll have to have your sister do that when I go over next time. Yeah, because he hilarious. did use my head as a lining strip as well. Yeah, I think he does it to everyone. Yeah, yeah, and then it's like, okay, he wants to be petted, but for a certain amount of time. Yeah, he's like the cat version of a yeah, bird. Yeah, he's like, okay, so I did, and then you can tell when he's like done, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna bite you now. Yeah, he didn't bite me, by the way, but it was just like, oh, okay, because he lined it here, and then he was like oh who is this yeah and then he tried to bite all my piercings and i was like no oh, yeah nope oh yeah nope shiny it's yeah. shiny so they like shiny right yeah but oh my god i have to see eric uh headbang now yeah it's hilarious it's so cute when birds do that it is it's very funny i think it's pretty cute he's gone after my nose ring before and it just well gave me a fucking heart attack Ooh, shiny it's like babies when they see your piercings and they always reach out oh yeah and grab them and grab your earrings and shit yeah well, felicity's getting more to that oh, now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, every time she mm-hmm. sees my piercings, she's like... <gasps> yeah. You could see her gaze just focus on that until she could potentially <laughs> touch it. It's super cute. It's funny when babies go through that, but it also hurts. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm very careful. Yeah. I know. It hurts. I've had shit pulled before, like, on oh, my yeah. face and stuff. Ears, hair. Oh, my God. That. The so hair is the worst. I'm very careful. Yeah. Very fuck yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying that they're not going to sneak attack me one day. Because she probably will, because they're pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. But I've been pretty lucky. Anyway, tell me your story. I'm actually quite curious now. It's bananas. It's okay, bananas. straight up bananas. All right. Okay, so I'll cite my sources. Wikipedia, True Crime. So, okay, the True Crime is actually another podcast on YouTube made by a woman named Emma Kenny, And she's absolutely amazing. Cool. Yeah. I'm not sure what her profession is, but I know she is a professional of some sort in regards to psychology. Okay. So whether she's a psychiatrist, psychologist, therapist, I'm not sure. But she's extremely knowledgeable about anything to do with psychology, mental health. Uh, I don't want to make assumptions, but I would like to think maybe even possibly diagnosis. diagnosis. Okay. However you say that. Um, So yeah, Emma Kenny is absolutely amazing. And she's gorgeous. All right. Oh, I got to write this down. Okay. So Emma Kenny. Emma Kenny. And what's her thing called? Uh, True crime. Okay. Yeah, she's incredible. Very thought-provoking information from her. Okay. And she just, I don't know, she has a way of, like, a very unique je ne sais pas about her. Okay. Just very uh, engaging, and she really grasps you when she's talking and stuff. All right. So, yeah, she's wonderful. So I cited uh, just a few key points from her podcast. She has a lot of, like, just really good content. It was very factual and, like, rich information. And then also that funny website, Ranker.com. So I did end up naming my story this time around, which is funny because I didn't name it last time. And then I asked Diana today. I was like, did you name your story this time too? Like, again, because yeah. she named it last time. And she was like, no. Yep, I did not. And then and I did. This hilarious. <laughs> but now I can't tell you anyway. Ugh, I so know. annoying. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, thank you. It's bullshit. It is. Okay, so I named my story Sadist. Okay, trigger warning, guys. Holy trigger warning. And I am not... I mean, I I never mean this lightly when I say trigger warning. No. Nobody does who runs this type of stuff. Like, you know, true crime and stuff. We mean it when we say trigger warning. But I can't emphasize it enough for this story. So, for grooming and pedophilia, torture, mutilation, and also eye mutilation and i know that that's a very very sensitive specific yeah and specific i was gonna say pacific (laughs) very (laughs) a very pacific trigger (laughs) for some people so yeah um imprisonment so like being held captive and of course murder okay friends my story for today is located in manchester england during the 90s I'm going to talk about the sadistic torture, manipulation, and captivity, and murder of Kelly Ann Bates. This is a story I've wanted to write about. However, much like the Junko Furuta murder I discussed last week, 
The details of this murder are so horrifying that there really are no words to describe the gravity and psychopathy involved in this tragedy. I told Diana that the first time I read this story, I reached a point I wish I hadn't reached because it fucked me up for a few days. So again, massive trigger warning, guys. This story is a lot. Kellyanne Bates was born May 18, 1978 in Hattersley, Greater Manchester, England. She was very close with her mother and father, Tommy and Margaret, and they had a wonderful relationship with transparent communication. Kelly was described as a very intelligent young woman and was referred to as an old soul. With that comes a desire to hang out with older people. It wasn't unusual for Kelly to befriend people in college when she was 14 or 15 years old. She was responsible, her parents trusted her, and they had good communication. Kelly was also described as a very devoted student. She loved kids and would often babysit for neighborhood families, and she aspired to become a teacher. At only 14 years old in 1993, Kelly began, and I say dating with, like, quotation marks, because it's not fucking dating. 14, no. She's not, yeah, she's underage, and like, because he's over, like, he's an adult. So at only 14 years old in 1993, Kelly began dating a man who was 32 years older than her. That's disgusting. Yeah. Fucking gross. Meeting him through babysitting, and it was very hush-hush. In fact, she managed to keep the age gap a secret from her parents for two years. This man's name is James Patterson Smith, but Kelly referred to him as Dave Smith to her parents. Mm -hmm. At first, her parents thought nothing of it, as it wasn't unusual for Kelly to hang around with people who were in their late teens or 20s. They figured it was a guy she'd met at a college and everything was kosher. It wasn't until Kelly began sneaking out at night and losing her sense of identity because she was completely glued to this mysterious boyfriend and was spending every waking moment with him, that's when her parents grew concerned. If she wasn't with him, he was constantly keeping tabs on her and obsessing over what she was doing and her whereabouts. She also began lying increasingly more, and James encouraged her lies. He was a savvy and well-thought-out manipulator and was grooming her meticulously. Not only did he groom Kellyanne, but he also began grooming the parents. With their growing concern for their young daughter, they would speak with James on the phone and he would express the same concern for Kelly as her parents. He would vocalize this to her mother and tell her that he agreed she was staying out too late and he basically validated everything that that they were worried about. Yeah. Uh, Because if he agrees with them and they're all on the same page, then he's not the enemy. Yep. This guy was calculated and exceptionally demented. James, who was born in 1948, was no stranger with the law or being in trouble either. First on the list, and not that it's generally a bad thing. I don't mean that like what I'm about to bring up is bad. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to place a stigma on it. It just happens to be the tip of the iceberg of all of his fuckery. Mm-hmm. So James was divorced and unemployed and was a massive homebody with an extremely violent and sadistic reputation and past. After his first wife divorced him in 1980 for being violent and abusive, James began dating a 20-year-old named Tina Watson and would regularly beat her. She told authorities that in the beginning it was very minor. And I say very minor, but it's, you know, like, as as minor as assault can go, right? But near the end, he'd beat her several times a day, smash ashtrays into her head, he kick her legs, kick her between her legs, give her brutal beatings while she was pregnant with his daughter, and one day he tried to drown her in the bathtub. In fact, Tina told authorities that James quite literally used her as a punching bag. She told police that he'd come up behind her when she was in the tub, grab her by the neck, and shove her underwater. And can we just discuss how fucked up and intentional it is to drown someone? Mm-hmm. You know? Like... Drowning encompasses a complete intent to kill, and it's pretty heinous to physically hold someone underwater. So, you've all guessed by now that James is a pedophile. After Tina was able to escape from James, he decided to pursue even younger women and began grooming and dating 15-year-old Wendy uh, Mottershead. And as all of you can imagine, James became increasingly violent and abusive towards Wendy. On one occasion, he attempted to drown her in the kitchen sink by holding her head underwater. Wendy was able to escape as well and recalls being too terrified to fight back or stand her ground in any capacity. 
which, as most of you know, is part and parcel with domestic violence. The abuser requires their victim to feel small and voiceless and, quite frankly, be scared shitless of the ramifications of standing up for themselves or reaching out for help. This leads to us this leads us to the age-old conversation of not blaming the victim for staying in an abusive relationship. It's never that easy. Fault and blame always lies solely with the abuser, especially in the situation of pedophilia and underage abuse. 2 years later, when Kellyanne turned 16 and was of legal age to move out, she almost immediately moved in with James into his two-bedroom home on Furnival Road in Gorton. Kelly's mother recalls the moment she met her daughter's boyfriend and the horrifying reality that washed over her when she realized the lie that had been fabricated by her daughter. James was not 32, which in of itself is horrifying because that was twice her age Mm -hmm. when she was 16. And legal age to move out or not, it becomes subject to morality. Mm -hmm. Morally, it was reprehensible to look at Kelly beyond anything other than a child. Because even at 16 years old, you're still a child. Mm. You don't have adequate life experience. Your brain is not fully developed. It's wrong. Doesn't matter if it's legal or not. And as we all know, laws are not good benchmarks for morality. Nope. So, as I said, her mother realized the lie that had been fabricated by her daughter. James was, in fact, 48 at the time that Kelly was 16. Living with him and engaging in a romantic and sexual relationship. And even worse... There was nothing her parents or authorities could do about it. She was of legal age to consent to a relationship and leave home. Everyone's hands were tied. Nevertheless, Margaret and Tommy did everything in their power to steer Kelly away from him without pushing too hard because they didn't want to push her away, completely losing her. Margaret said in a statement that she knew from the moment that she looked into his eyes, she seen the darkness in him and even said he, and I quote, exuded evil. She said, end quote, he made the hair on the back of my neck stand up, end quote. And she also says that there was a kitchen knife laying on the counter beside her and everything inside her was screaming at her to pick up the knife and stab him in the back and go for the kill. Margaret believed it was a sixth sense telling her to act in order to save her daughter. I believe it too. Yeah. Especially as a mother, your intuition, you fucking know. And then being a savvy adult, you know. She has also said that her deepest regret in life was not killing him right there and then. Her parents also both stated that James was overly confident when he met met them and quote-unquote swaggered into the house. It was very off-putting for them and raised a red flag. At the time that her parents met James, he was one year older than her own father. I know the story. I was going to say he was older than her parents. Yeah. So imagine okay. having to digest that as a parent, yeah, as a father, yeah, that your daughter is sleeping with a man who's, I mean, just barely older, than, older you, than you, but technically but older than you. Yeah, Kelly did briefly split up with James, and her parents were thrilled. However, that did not last long before they were back together, and she moved right back in with him at the end of November of 1995. This is when James quite literally went in for the kill and took complete and total control over her. Kelly became increasingly withdrawn from her friends and family, rarely communicated with anyone, and when she did, her mom would note that she sounded nervous and was speaking as if someone was listening to her every word. Remember that James was unemployed and a homebody. She had no escape from him. When Kelly was allowed to see her family, she began showing up with bruises, a broken leg, and always had excuses for all the injuries. At one point, the entire left side of her face was black. There were a couple times that her parents were allowed over to James's house and her mother said that Kelly sat very somber and wouldn't look up at all. Both Margaret and Tommy noticed a hole in the floor that opened to the underside of the floor, so like under the floorboards. James told her parents it was from a supposed gas leak he had to deal with. Later they realized that what they had seen in the floor was probably where James kept Kelly in captivity and they were right, he did. He kept her in the hole for months at a time. By December of 1995, Kelly had quit her part-time job that she really enjoyed. And by March of 1996, Kelly's parents would receive sentimental cards that should have been from Kelly. They should have been written out by her, but they were written out by James. When Kelly's parents were allowed over to see her, everything about their once vibrant and lively daughter was gone. 
She sat hunched over, always staring at the ground with sorrow, with her chin to her chest, not saying much of anything. Concern began festering between Kelly's parents, her brother, and neighbors. Yet for some reason, a wellness check still wasn't performed. I do not understand this fact at all. Nope. And I almost refuse to believe that no authorities arrived at his residence at any point, even with the evidence of emotional and physical abuse. I know, right? When Kelly's brother stopped by the house to check on his sister, James answered, of course, that she wasn't home. When concerned neighbors stopped in to check on Kelly, he briefly showed her to them through a bathroom window because that's totally normal. You know, I understand, if you will, that she was legally allowed to live with him, be with him, whatever. I understand the extremely stressful and hard situation her parents were in. But why on earth were wellness checks not called to his house? I know. I'm not blaming anyone. I just want to know why it didn't happen. I know. Even with him not having any actual legal paper trail of his abuse, because mm -hmm. he was never reported. No, of course. She was too scared. Well, yeah, and all his exes, they never reported him. There was no mm -hmm. paper trail of it, but he definitely had a reputation of it. So even that, even the fact that he didn't have a paper trail, it doesn't matter. He literally had a girlfriend who was, even though she was legal, she was still a child. Well, that should have been legal a... originally. No, exactly. It started out. With. Yeah, exactly. It started out as literal pedophilia, yep. statutory rape. And then she's living with him. And then, you know, like everything changes about her. She becomes less than a shell of who she was. Mm -hmm. She's beaten back in black and blue. She has a broken leg. Why the fuck were no authorities sent to his house? James had Kelly so well concealed, terrified, broken, and hidden from everyone who loved her and the outside world, to the point that there was nothing left of Kelly on the inside. To say it was a shell of her left at this point is an understatement. The distant memory of who she was was far more distant than we could ever imagine. James would have Kelly bound to a radiator by either her wrists, her hair, or her neck. He starved her. She lost over 20 kilograms, so over 44 pounds, and had water withheld for days on end. James scalded Kelly's left leg and butt, causing massive burns on her. He fractured her arm. She had crush injuries to both her hands. Both her kneecaps were shattered, no doubt, so she couldn't escape. Mm -hmm. He burned her thighs with a hot like clothing iron. Yeah. She had multiple stab wounds from knives and scissors. The inside of her mouth was mutilated and cut up. He also mutilated her lips, eyebrows, nose, genitals, and ears. He partially scalped her, and she had wounds caused by a spade and pruning shears. So remember when I said this story was so horrific that at one point I wish I hadn't read it and it fucked me up for a few days? James gouged out Kellyanne's eyes while she was alive. Pathologists estimate that he gouged out her eyes no less than five days before she died and possibly three weeks before he ultimately killed her. On top of gouging out her eyes, autopsies found stab wounds in the sockets and she was alive for this torture. She wasn't even human anymore at this point, let alone having a shred of dignity left. A medical professional weighed in on Kelly's eyes getting gouged out and said the pain would be beyond anything we could possibly comprehend. As humans, we have packs of nerves in our eye sockets, and any sort of trauma to them is out of this world agony. In fact, having her eyes gouged out and then for him to stab the sockets would have been a pinnacle of pain for a human that could have sent her into shock and killed her. But it didn't kill her. Eventually, James drowned Kelly in the bathtub. That was her ruling cause of death, drowning. Right before her drowning, James beat her over the head repeatedly with a shower head. On April 16th of 1966, James went to a local police station and told authorities that his girlfriend drowned in the bathtub accidentally. Upon arrival, police noted that her blood was smeared in every single room of the house, every corner, everywhere. James beat Kelly unconscious with the shower head and then when he forced her head underwater, he thought she was playing dead, which he claimed she did a lot. Knowing he was going to get caught for what he did to her, he came out and admitted to torturing Kellyanne, but being the psychotic narcissist he is, he blamed her for all of it. During questioning, he told authorities that she taunted him all the time with fights and would challenge him. 
He told police that she apparently tormented him about his mother dying. What a fucking clown. It gets worse better. He told police that she would egg him on and push him over the edge and that she told him to inflict all these injuries on her. By the way, there were a total of 150 different injuries on and inside Kellyanne. She apparently told James to inflict 100 different injuries onto her, including but not limited to gouging out her eyes and stabbing the sockets. James showed less than zero amount of remorse for what he did to Kelly. He was never questioned by police, like, when it was happening, which is shocking considering, again, the evidence of abuse. But he was never questioned by police because he had no record of violence against women or pet or being a pedophile. It wasn't until his trial on November 19, 1997, that two of his previous victims came to his trial to testify against him for rampant physical, sexual, emotional, and misogynistic abuse. And make no mistake, James is a raging misogynist, and an overwhelming amount of them are violent towards women to some degree. After finding Kelly's body, police had to then go to her parents' home and tell them what happened. Mm -hmm. Kelly's mother said that as soon as she seen police on her doorstep, she knew he killed her. It was basically the first thing she said to them when she opened the door. She just opened the door, looked at them, and basically said he killed her, didn't he? Both Margaret and Tommy had to go and identify her, d their daughter's body at the morgue. Like I previously mentioned, Kelly's body sustained 150 different injuries, which, according to authorities, is enough to cause, and I quote, anguish and torment to the point of mental breakdown and collapse, end quote. And it was basically confirmed that Kellyanne mentally collapsed after he gouged her eyes out. So I want everyone, for just a moment, to imagine mentally collapsing like could you imagine being exposed to so much torment and torture and mutilation that your sharp intelligent brain just goes offline it's, it's and that's it it's the only way your body can or your mind can uh, deal with it mm -hmm. i think well it's not dealing with it that's a thing right it's just, i know it's overloaded it's, like, it's, it's just done like, boom done it's like a computer fucking well, crashing right? yeah it's sort of like your last story, same thing. And I said, I don't don't understand how she put up with all of that. I know. I'm surprised her body and mind didn't shut down earlier. Yeah. I really am. Because that's kind of what it would do. There's only so much your body and mind can take. Yeah, the level of sadism is just, it's beyond comprehension. The thought of him gouging her eyes out and her just mentally collapsing. According to the prosecution, Dr. William Lawler, the pathologist who conducted the autopsy, stated she suffered the worst injuries he had seen on a murder victim. And Dr. Lawler had examined 600 murder victims up until that point of his career. Lawler said that the extent of Kelly's injuries, as well as the age of some of them, left him astounded. Peter Openshaw, the prosecutor in Smith's trial, said, and I quote, It was as if he deliberately disfigured her, causing her the utmost pain, distress, and degradation. The injuries were not the result of one sudden eruption of violence. They must have been caused over a long period and were so extensive and so terrible that the defendant must have deliberately and systematically tortured the girl, end quote. One hour was all it took the jury at Manchester Crown Court to find 49-year-old James Smith guilty of Kellyanne's murder. Judge Mr. Justice, I don't know how to say his last name, it's either Sachs or Sachs. Spell it. S-A-C-H-S, <laughs> -S, so it could be Sach or Suck. Okay, okay. <laughs> Dr. I like Suck. Er, Dr. Suck. Mr. I said it wrong. Mr. Justice Sachs. Anyways. Sentenced him to life in prison and recommended that James serve a minimum term of 20 years. He stated, and I quote, This has been a terrible case, a catalog of depravity by one human being upon another. You are a highly dangerous person. You are an abuser of women, and I intend as far as it is in my power that you will abuse no more. End quote. Jillian Mazet, a consultant psychiatrist, told the court that James had a, quote, severe paranoid disorder with morbid jealousy and lived in a distorted reality. James was eligible for parole in 2017, but thank the fucking darkness, mm -hmm. he was denied. 
The entire trial was so traumatizing for everyone involved, the jury were offered professional help from therapists to cope with what they'd witnessed. Every single jury member took the professional help. So that's the story of Kelly Ann Bates and that sadistic piece of fucking trash. Fuck, my head hurts so bad. I'm sorry. We can just end it then. End it then. Yeah, let's just cut it here. All right. Okay, guys. Well, it's too bad that Diana's not sharing her story. Hopefully, she can get it recovered. If not, we will figure out if she's going to rewrite it or if she's just going to sit out this episode for the crime story portion of it. Yep. I'm pretty bummed. I don't know if I have the energy. I think I'll be mad to have to write it again. Fair enough. Even though it's like a story I really like, I'm kind of annoyed that I might have to rewrite it again. So I'm going to try and get it recovered and hopefully I can attach it to this episode. But if not, this is it. (laughs) This is it. Yep. So social media, social media. So we're on Twitter. My rider die pod pod. Yep. Instagram. My rider die podcast. You can email us at my rider die podcast at gmail.com. Send us your complaints and we will not fucking reply to them. We will. There's a special folder for those. Yep. That will just get a graveyard. Yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. We'll have to actually label it the graveyard. Yes, we will. The graveyard of complaints. It's done. (laughs) Done. Done. I'm doing it right now. Right? (laughs) Done. So, yeah, email us your complaints. We don't give a fuck. Um, Or all the other good stuff. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say, yeah, all the other good stuff. If you have any really cool stories about whatever, because we don't talk about just true crime. Nope. We talk about other stuff, too. And we want people to send in information and, you know, like, um, suggestions of topics for us to discuss, things like that. Totes. Yeah. Send in cool stories. Send in bizarre stories. We're all about that shit. We eat Mm -hmm. it up. So, yeah. Thanks for listening along, you guys. Thanks, guys. I hope this story didn't traumatize people as much as it did me when I read it. All right. Okay, friends. We love you. We love you. We love you guys to pieces. Good night. Have a great evening. Bye.